What are we waiting for? It's out of here! Kick is away. And the kick is... It's good! He's in, baby! We are going, baby! Oh, my God! Deep to right field! Way up there! And way out of here! going on guys got another edition of the connor and mark show alongside mark rogers i'm connor gabe uh, a little short edition here we're gonna be going over the big eagles game this sunday uh against baltimore ravens uh, this episode is being recorded on a thursday so we got a couple days ahead we don't really have a lot of information on whether or not um you know injuries or how much they're gonna be playing a factor in this upcoming game they haven't announced who's gonna be in or out for the eagles but we're just gonna be going over um you know what needs to happen for the eagles to miraculously come out with a victory i haven't looked at the line yet but i'm sure it's a pretty big gap as of right now the eagles are coming in heavy underdogs but they're gonna have something um they haven't had for a little bit which is fans within the stadium the the philadelphia government announced uh, a couple of days ago that they are going to be having, I think, at least 7,000 fans in attendance for this upcoming game at the link, which is obviously not going to be the full capacity of the usual 75,000 um, at the link, link Financial Field, but it's going to be better than nothing. We have some fans ready to go for, for the Eagles game. But, Mark, man, how you doing? Good, man. I'm happy we're getting this in, uh, recording this on Thursday. Yeah. And then we have the big interview tonight um, with Jason. Yeah. Um, and I always pronounce his last name wrong. How do you pronounce Mart- it? Martinez. Martinez. So big interview coming on there. Um, you know, huge thanks to him in advance. Um, and then this will be dropping Saturday. So uh, that's why we, we don't know, um, you know, the injury report yet. However, um, you know, I'm doing well. Happy I'm up here, man. I appreciate, yeah. um, you know, having me up here. And, and we get to use the nice equipment as always. Um, so I'm ready to get into it. We got obviously going over birds, and then we got our two nice new segments, um, you know, which we'll dive into. So uh, I think that it's time to kick it off. Let's do it. Yeah. So the Eagles are, you know, going to be hosting Lamar Jackson, who's obviously coming off an MVP year. It's going to be pretty difficult to watch or difficult to how this defense, which has really struggled against Pittsburgh offense, to be going up against this Ravens offense that's uh, very run-centric and obviously has a dual-threat quarterback, also with some running backs that obviously a lot of people like, who they've recently drafted, J.K. Dobbins, they have Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards. They got some speed on the outside with you know Hollywood Browns. So they got a lot of weapons, but it's going to be a, a tough task for this Eagles defense, especially with Jim Schwartz coming off of a pretty you know horrendous game plan against the Pittsburgh Steelers can he be able to bounce back and 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 you know get to the quarterback like we saw on the victory against the 49ers there's a lot of pressure at the quarterback position obviously it's Nick Mullins and it's not Lamar Jackson but it's gonna be pretty difficult but that's gonna be something that we have to look out for I think to Sunday yeah well I think there's there's a you know a positive vibe in this game um I know it's it's a tough game I mean the Eagles are obviously decimated at many skilled positions just um you know, due to injuries, uh, you know, I know Lane Johnson is, is still questionable for this week, probably is most likely not going to go with that angle injury. But, you know, flipping over the defensive side of the ball, and <clears throat> as you just alluded to, Connor, Jim Schwartz having a pretty rough week against the Steelers. Um, you know, I, I don't want to dive too much back into that game, but, you know, I think, um, you know, I hate blaming the refs, but that play that Slay made before the first touchdown was incredible. Um, great defensive play and, and just an awful call by the refs. Um, 
to set the Steelers up within the five. And, and from there, it kind of seemed like that Eagles defense just went downhill from that game. So, you know, flipping to a new week, new slate, Eagles are 1-3-1, one, and one, still have an opportunity to reclaim first place back in this division as the Cowboys obviously lose Dak Prescott for the year and, and play the Cardinals, who are a pretty good team this year, um, you know, Monday night. So the Eagles have an opportunity here. Um, and, and I know this is going to sound a little cliche, but with Lamar Jackson, he's he struggled a little bit this year. He's came under some early criticism of, of you know, not being able to be a real accurate passer. Um, and, you know, it doesn't look like he's running or, or eluding the pocket um, as much as he did last year, which contributed to a lot of his success. So, um, you know, in, in point here, to wrap it up a little bit, I think if the Eagles can try to keep um, – Jackson within the pocket and and you know that's obviously a very hard task but it seems like he's been doing that a lot this year and forcing him to throw from there that's where they're going to have the most success now his weapons Mark Andrews has probably been his his most go-to weapon and of course our worst player on defense is going to be covering him um probably in Nate Gary so you know it's going to be it's going to be a tough matchup by all means um this defense of the Ravens is very good um so was that Pittsburgh defense and we put some points up so I'm optimistic, Connor. I think um, the seven and a half points that the Eagles are given at home, I think that's, yeah, I buy that. Um, that's a touchdown and a half, and I, I think the Eagles could, um, you know, maybe surprise some people this week. Well, they're coming in, and and I know. Remember, we, we talked about the Eagles a lot in previous seasons of not having, you know, not losing those big trap games. But now it looks like the Ravens coming in this game is a trap game, exactly. You know, in the Eagles' favor, as the, you know, obviously the the record has not been good this year, and. They've only had really one good win, or I mean the one win, which was against 49ers. And looking back at last week's game, I know that your hot pick with, you know, I'm picking the Dolphins going into San Francisco and, and they and them coming out with a victory, that victory doesn't look that great anymore, really. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to come into this game, um, you know, ready to go. And, and I know you mentioned Lamar Jackson, you know, struggling, you know, struggling for his standards. He has 949 passing yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, his passing yards are down, but he's still using his feet pretty well, obviously, which is the dual threat you know quarterback he is. But um, you're gonna have to make him throw the football, and yet, and these edge rushers who have a problem all year with keeping contain and on misdirections and 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 you know bunch sets and doing stuff like that. Um, it, it, that's something that Jim Schwartz had to really preach this week and make sure this defense is ready to go. I'm really worried about the linebacker position, and obviously that's been something we've been pouring on all season obviously Nathan Gary has not been good and he's you know getting the brunt of it for the past week and a half two well, he weeks play, well he plays every snap so I mean I he, know he's on the field every every you know and time I, and and that doesn't lead to great things you know what I that may I know that's a problem with Jim Schwartz obviously with the touchdown passage Claypool that that, that ended you know that last week game but One route. That, that really I know that really goes back to really I think Howie Roseman not being able to find the talent at linebacker position and devaluing it in a sense, they have, I think they have the least amount of money tied into that position as a whole. That's not good enough. And I know that linebackers are not uh, are important as previous, you know, best uh, maybe the past decade has been going down and down. But uh, Nathan Gary and and Alex Singleton and Duke Riley, they're not going to get it done. They they're they're one of the worst you know linebacking cores in the league. I don't want to look too far ahead. Maybe of, the worst. It is the worst. Yeah, it is. I but, think it is. The worst, yeah, it actually. is the worst. I mean, I I don't even know that much about linebacking cores in the NFL, but I can tell it's probably the worst. But um, but really, you have to look at. I don't look too far into the, the next offseason, but that's definitely gonna be something that the Eagles have to go out and, and acquire some more players. You know, for the following season, or maybe you know, maybe 
at the trade deadline. Depends where this this team's at because obviously we haven't really touched on this either. Dallas Cowboys, obviously their offense is dominant. Their defense has been a struggle, but their their offense was was looked at as the the main catalyst of why that team would be getting to the playoffs. And Dak Prescott goes down with an ankle injury. And he's done for the year. So just when you think this division, that's horrible as it is, isn't wide open, it's even more wide open. And I think the Eagles have a really good chance. I think they're going to lose Sunday, but I, I think they have a really good chance to turn this season around and make it to the postseason uh, like they did last year. Yeah, I completely um, you know, agree with the linebacking point and, and kind of Howie um, you know, over this entire team, basically. Um, he's kind of failed to put guys in good positions to succeed. And, and that kind of segues us into our next point of, you know, Carson Wentz. Um, you know, he's been heavily scrutinized this year, and obviously his play has not been up to par um, or, or really even close to par. I mean, he had a really good week yesterday. But, again, he's working with guys that, you know, are practice squad well, Travis guys. Ful- we really have a chance to talk about Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham. Was unbelievable Sunday. He was fantastic. He, what he had ten receptions, one hundred fifty yards, and touchdown. Yeah, somewhere, uh, somewhere exactly. Ten receptions, over one hundred fifty yards, and a touchdown. And real quick, fun fact: the last Eagles receiver to do that, just to show you how bad the Eagles, or or you know how can much. I, can I guess who it is? Yeah, Terrell Owens. It is not Terrell Owens. Actually, is it going to blow your mind? It's Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy Macklin, two thousand fourteen. So that just goes to show how this wide receiving core has kind of been overlooked and and it, it's not really fair to Carson Wentz and again I completely understand that he has not played up to the potential no. that he has and, and that people expect from him and the money he gets paid but I mean let's be fair to the guy I mean you're putting him out there with you know no offense to Travis Fulgham he's looked uh, phenomenal but it's two weeks uh it's two weeks and you don't want to put the entire pressure of this football team and its success on the back of a guy who came from Old Dominion. I don't even know what division they play in. That's not really the point, but the point here is that, you know, the practice squad guys, you know, you can't expect these guys to come in and, and perform like top-level guys as, as, you know, Julio, and I know he's decimated or, or declined a little bit, but, you know, Calvin Ridley or, or Amari Cooper, these guys that are that are looked at as big receivers in the NFL, Devontae Adams. So, um... You know, just on that point, I think the Eagles really need to sit down and look at their roster this year. I know they drafted Jalen Rager in the first round. He's hurt. What's the best, you know, what's... Hopefully back in the middle of the season. Exactly. But what's the best trait that everyone looks at and, and the best trait you have as a professional athlete? Availability. And, and him not being available right now, and I understand it's an injury, hurts this football team. And, and you know, Howie's not really doing anything. You may think that this season is is declining, but... The Eagles have a real shot here to, to grab this season, you know, by the neck and and control this division. I mean, Dak Prescott's done for the year. Um, you know, I Andy Dalton, I mean, maybe yeah. he's a game manager, but he can he's only— He's not bad. He's a pretty good backup. Yeah, and he can only do so much, though, where yeah. Prescott was leading the league in yards, leading the league in—, in Can know, Dalton do that? Probably not. Probably not, no. And this defense on the, on the Cowboys is maybe the worst defense in the entire league. I mean— yeah. You look at last week against the Giants, and the Giants scored two touch, three touchdowns the whole entire season, and they put up over twenty five points on them. So, I mean, if the Giants are doing stuff like that, then then you know it, it's a bad defense. It's going to be scary. So, I think the Eagles have a really good opportunity here. And again, going back to your earlier point, this is a trap game for the Ravens. They're coming in on the road, seven and a half point favorites, which I love for the Eagles at home. And I think the Eagles, 
you know, I know it's going to sound a little crazy, but the Eagles have shot at winning this game. I mean, just on the sole fact of getting overlooked. Uh, I want to talk, talk about Travis Fulgham. Obviously, like we said before, 10 receptions, 150 yards, basically, and, and a touchdown. Uh, I, I know people could be skeptical after watching that San Francisco game. I think he only made two catches, but obviously the big one to, uh, to win the game on down the sideline, which is a great throw by Wentz and a better catch by Fulgham. The, the Pittsburgh game, he made probably about four or five catches that were really good. Like, their third down catches, they had a couple sideline grabs, it was very contested. He made one catch where Mickey Fitzpatrick hit him hit him and he bounced right off him and got an extra 15 yards like this is something that on the outside too he's big he's fast they really haven't had that for a while and not saying he's this next coming of a Michael Thomas or something like that but there's no way and I know that people were, were looking at the injury report and we're seeing Jackson back at practice and Jeffrey back at practice there's no way I don't start Fulgham like he needs to start he's gonna be on the outside and, and I, there's not because I saw Les Bowen who writes to the Philadelphia Inquirer talking um you know, where he tweeted out today, he said, there's no way that Jackson and Jeffrey are back next year. So uh, if that's the case, and obviously I don't know that that's something against his opinion or uh, a sourced information, but you have to start Fulgham's. So I don't know what Jackson's going to give you. Every time he's in there, he'll give you a couple nice plays, and then he gets hurt. Jeffrey, other than the Super Bowl year, it's been up and down, and you really don't know with him. It, it's just uh, up and down and and a lot of uncertainty, but I think with Fulgham and then Greg Ward, who made some nice catches too, he's really reliable out of the slot. Obviously, hoping on banking on Jalen Rager to be back in the, in in the middle of the season. If you got Fulgham, Rager on the outside with Ward in the slot, and obviously Sanders in the backfield next to Wentz, um, and hopefully Dallas Goddard will be back later in the year as well. That's a pretty good young offensive core that you can start rolling with for the next three to five years. So I don't know. I, I like it though. I totally agree. I think Fulgham. Um you know, a lot of the hype I get, um, and I don't want to, you know, again, I don't want to overreact and say this guy, you know, in the next coming, um, you know, the next big receiver. Um, but, you know, it's promising to see a guy, and, and especially Eagles receivers that have had such trouble over the past, you know, five to six years of dropping balls. I think the Eagles led the league in drops for, you know, two of the last five or six years. Um, or, or pretty high to the top, which is not a stat that leads to any sort of success, obviously. And when I see Folga make these contested catches or, you know, these catches in crunch time, uh, you know, Exhibit A in, in the 49ers game, and then, you know, Exhibit B displaying the highest, um, you know, reception, yards, and touchdown total all put together since Jeremy Macklin it does raise some eyebrows and, and, you know, looks like this kid does have some promise. So I totally agree with you. I think if they can get Rager back healthy, get him back on the field and producing, put Greg Ward in the slot, run some really good underneath routes, or maybe even try to expand the field a little bit with, with Ward, maybe draw some defenders towards him and, and maybe hit Fulgham on more of a shorter route or Rager. Um, I think they could do a lot, and who knows what's going to happen with Ertz next year. Um, you know, I think the Eagles... It, again, Howie does not sound like he's he's gonna move with with Ertz in a contract, but you know it's too it's kind of too early to tell. Um, but I think Goddard is definitely a promising person of the, or player of this future. And then Miles Sanders, um, you know, kind of displays what he can do for you if you give him the ball, and and he showed that last week. Um, I don't know if that's because he was in his his home. Um, town of, of Pittsburgh or he just you know really performed well but I think this Eagles team looks really promising and and real quick Connor before we do hop to our segments and wrap up this Eagles talk 
I did release a poll. Well, we released a poll on mm-hmm. our Twitter page um, two days ago, and the question was, is Carson Wentz the future quarterback for the Eagles, or should the Eagles hand it over to Jalen Hurts? 58% said stick with Wentz. 42% oh, How many people said to uh, stick with Jalen. Uh, looks like a little under 50 um, Surprise how many people. So, Surprise how split down the middle it was. So it, it looks like some people are looking at Jalen Hurts I over. I wouldn't touch him. Um, over Wentz. I personally do not no. think Wentz should be taken out. I think that you can't really base a guy off of what he's working with, and I don't think Hurts is really ready. Um, but, yeah, what do you think on that? I just will. Listen, I understand where I was getting upset in the first couple of weeks, too, with Wentz's play and, and really how – uh, disappointing it was to watch him play at, at, at such a low level that we're not used to, but really you've given him so much money, and and I thought he played well in Pittsburgh. I really did. I know he had two interceptions. The first one wasn't really his fault. Ertz got bumped off a route, and it was obviously it was a penalty one, and Ertz didn't look, he looked lackluster in that play, so um, it wasn't his fault. And the second one was just a heave punt, you know, like so, foot down. Yeah, so it didn't, it, it didn't really matter. So I thought he played well. I thought he made a lot of – um, you know, nice throws. He stayed in the pocket. Obviously, the Travis Fulgham connection with him is working. Um, Greg Ward's uh, a nice connection with him. Sanders, I know he had that big, what was it, 80-yard run around right at, for the 80-yard yeah. touchdown? Yep, um, yep. That was beautiful. Uh, uh, yeah, it was. Other than that, though, he didn't really have a whole lot. I think like, He had another touchdown. He did. Right but, yeah, it was around the goal line, but like on a yards per carry level, he was kind of held in check with that Pittsburgh defense. Um, but listen, I'm, I think it's a little too ridiculous to think that um, you know Jalen Hurts should be playing in right now. Let's say the season goes down the tank and you know, I don't think the Eagles are going to be – I think this is going to go all the way until that second-to-last game in Dallas um, between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Will it be week 16, would it be? Mm-hmm. So I think it's, the, the division's still going to be online then. So I would not want to see Hurts unless uh, Carson Wentz gets hurt. Yeah, or or obviously under the circumstance that you said where the season just goes down the tubes and, and yeah. there's really no point yeah. to have Wentz in there and, and risk injury into yeah. the next season. So – um, I think that's a pretty easy topic to sweep under the rug. I just wanted to see what you know our viewers and followers thought. Obviously, it's way closer than than we expected or than we think. Um, but yeah, I don't think you go to Hertz yet. I mean, he, here's the thing. After we, you know, we're gonna move off this topic pretty quickly. But I think Howie made another bad drafting decision, and and that's kind of easy to say with his you know past drafting decisions. But I think he put a really bad, you know, vibe in the locker room, in the front office, and just the mood around the entire Eagles organization. I mean, he goes out, gets a guy like this who's more of, you know, when we have Mike Missanelli on talking about it, more of a a head-of-the-curve guy, if you will. But we took him in the second round, and that kind of A, obviously, you know, says to Wentz, start performing or you're out the door, but they just paid him, so that's a little mixed single, right? Well, yeah, that's the whole thing was the mixed singles. The, pro- the mixed singles were a problem, really, because, like, no one's expecting a quarterback in the second round. Yeah. And I didn't like Jalen Hurts that much anyway in the second no, round. But no, no. I thought, I thought even when he was scrambling round. at Bama and he was just running up and down the field, I said to myself, this kid's an unreal athlete, but he, he's not going to be able to throw accurately in the NFL. He's not going to be able to really perform that well and I was even thinking a fourth or, or maybe even a fifth round I mean that was obviously when he was at Bama before the Lamar Jacksons came in the league and and you know before these guys who started revolutioning Kyler Murray who would get on the run but to finish my point out here I think it just you know now the Eagles are kind of like we spent a second round pick so we got to get this guy involved somehow 
and, you know, maybe even get him into the starting role. So I think the decision has such a ripple effect throughout the entire organization of the pressure to play him, of the pressure of Wentz that, you know, we don't really trust you. We think you get hurt. We gave you all this money, but we just drafted a guy in the second round. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't really like, you know, obviously I don't like the move. You don't really like the move. I don't think a lot of people like the move at the time it happened in the second round. Um, so, you know, I think this Eagles football team in the regards to the quarterbacking position, I think it, it is messing with Carson once a little bit. I know he's not a guy that lets pressure really get to him or anything get to him, but I, just the start this year, and again, I know the guys that they have, it's just not him. Um, and, and it's a little, you know, obviously disappointing, but a little worrisome. So, um, you know, that's all I have on, on the Eagles. A little rant on Howie, but um, yeah, before, what do you have, Before we move into your hot take of the week, obviously, which hit last week, congratulations. Which hit 2-2. Two 2-2. And 2-2. Two. Two and two. He's, he's back at 500. That's good. Um, <laughs> but obviously, Adam Kaplan, who I'm a huge fan of, was on Chet Rathcliffe's show on Sirius XM Fantasy Show. And, it, and Travis Fulgham actually had a chance to get brought up as well. Uh, and he asked him about really what kind of serious role will Fulgham have going forward. And he says he's going to be the Eagles starting X receiver going for the rest of the way. So obviously that can change barring, let's say Fulgham just for the next three to five weeks doesn't really nothing, little to nothing. Um, let's say that happens, then obviously that may change. But going forward, if, if Fulgham keeps performing at such a high level, he's going to be that starting wide receiver on the outside for Wentz. So that's a new, exciting move. I did try to go get Fulgham on the fancy wire in my fancy league. I had to check if that's still open. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you you want to start with, uh, you want to wrap it up and we'll start with some Mark's Hot Take of the Week? Yeah, we'll go a little Mark's Hot Take of Let's the Week. Let's do it, Mark's Hot Take of the Week. Let's go for it. So, I don't know. Uh, wait, I got to. <laughs> That's the wrong one. Hold up. I got to make sure I get the right one. There we go. Mark's Hot Take of the Week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I know. So, I had one Hot Take of the Week, but now I'm going to go two. Real quick, so you're rolling the dice. We got two here. I'm rolling the dice, yeah. So I went one the first week, twice the second time, and then one last time, and now I'm going two again. So last week, just to recap, I took the Dolphins over the 49ers. Dolphins went into Levi Stadium, one big, um, and they won. So two and two on Mark's hot takes. So for the first game, this is this is um somewhat of a hot take. It's a pretty even uh, matchup in regards to uh, records, but experience wise and and you know just maybe personnel wise I don't know if it's that even but I'm gonna go Browns over Steelers this week and here's why okay here's why Connor I well I brought it when we talked about the Colts and Browns I, I said the Browns are gonna go four and one you so did you did, I, did. And, I, was, I was right on that one too. and I also picked the Browns to win the AFC um yeah, AFC, AFC North. North. Yep. So I was say it was AFC. I was like, <laughs> I, that was a hot take, but they're four and one. They're. I mean, that's that's a pretty. It's not unrealistic division. at this point. I still don't think it happens, but it's not unrealistic. Yeah. Okay. So let me dive in here. So Browns over Steelers, and here's why. I don't think the Steelers have played. And again, I, I'm not trying to you know get too down on the Eagles here, but a really good opponent yet this year. They're four and zero. Browns are four and one. Um and. You know, I really think Miles Garrett is is going to be the catalyst behind this win. And, and um, you know, back to the whole incident with Rudolph and him last year, I think this front four for the Browns is going to be the key to this win. I don't think, you know, last week when the Eagles were getting in on Roethlisberger, he, you know, as soon as he felt pressure, as soon as he saw pressure, he threw it away, and, and he did not look comfortable under the pressure. So 
I think if this Browns front four can really get to Roethlisberger and make him uncomfortable very early into the game and, and kind of pull him out of his mood, I think they can get ahead on defense where they're going to have to get ahead. And I think this offense is just trugging along right now. Um, I think Mayfield's feeling confident. I think Hunt's just looking unreal. Um, he's in the spotlight, obviously, with Chubb Hurt. And then you have Odell, you have Hooper, you have Landry, um, and you have the best O-line I think the Browns have had of their entire franchise. So um, I'm going Browns here over Steelers. I know it's only three and a half spread. It's not a huge hot take, but that's what I'm going. And, and um, you know, I'll throw a little score out there. I think it's going to be uh, 31-27 Browns. It's be high scoring. I think it is going to be high scoring, yes. Okay. And what's the second one? The second hot take. So I'm actually going to pick against my hot take last week. Okay. And this is a hot take, Connor, because this team is 0-5. They just released Le'Veon Bell. They don't got a lot going for him. But I'm going to go Jets over Dolphins, and here's why. I think the Jets had a lot of dysfunction with Le'Veon. They cut him out of the game plan pretty much entirely last week. I think he only got a handful of touches and only one reception. Um, and the Jets are 0-5. I don't think anyone thinks they're going to win this. I think the Dolphins just came off a huge win. Um, and Fitzmagic is a little inconsistent for my liking. I think one game he looks like an MVP of the league, and the next game he looks like he shouldn't even be long in the league. So I think Fitzpatrick's going to have a pretty rough game this week. And uh, I'm going to go Jets over Dolphins uh, 17-13. All right, so we got Browns over Steelers and Jets over Dolphins. Those are your two hot takes of the week. All right, you want to do a little buy or sell? So, yep, heading right, now into Connor's segment. We let's got buy or sell. So, again, just a reminder, the segment is four major sports, and I'm going to ask Connor one question from each major sport, and he's either going to obviously buy or sell. So, Connor, let's do it. first question, <laughs> we're going NFL again, and we're going to go to a pick em game pretty much. We got one of the biggest and highly most anticipated games, the uh, Green Bay Packers 4-0 against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers at 3-2. and Who do you got winning this game? Connor, do you have the Packers winning this game by or sell? This is going to be tough. Um, I don't know. Devontae Adams is returning, by the way. And what about the injury front for the Buccaneers? So how's Mike Evans? Uh, Godwin is a maybe. And what about Mike Evans? Pretty sure play? Evans is in, yep. I'm going to go, and this doesn't really matter because there's no fans in the stadium. I'm going to go Green Bay. Their offense has been fantastic, but Devontae Adams back, Aaron Jones in the backfield, uh, Aaron Rodgers playing at a whole other level, um, and, and the Buccaneers. I don't know, this is tough. You know why it's a pick That's a very tough game. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go Packers. Uh, I'm going to bank on this offense, which has been one of the best in the league. And it, I don't know, you know, I, it, the, the injury front with the Buccaneers, um, you know, even though even though they're coming off a pretty long week of the Thursday night game, I'm still just hesitant. If Godwin's a no, then I'm definitely going Packers. But um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Packers in this game. All right, Connor's buying the Packers. All right, Connor, we're moving to the MLB. Three zero, the Rays went up. Astros came back. Little rocky in the ninth inning. There thought they were maybe gonna blow it last night. Astros pull it out. Connor, do you buy or sell that the Astros make history and come back on the Rays and go and and you know what? Rather buy or sell that the Astros force a game seven. I'm gonna sell that the Astros are gonna force a game seven. I just don't know because they barely beat the Rays and oh sweet, they're in the middle of a game right now. It says three one Astros right now. <laughs> uh, but I'm still gonna sell. I just don't, I don't know. I'm just thinking 
I don't know. That's a tough one too. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell. I think the Rays are gonna get it done. I don't know if it could go seven, but I'm gonna sell on the fact. You know, it's game five right now. I'll say the Rays will win in six, and they're gonna get it done then. I just think that you know their pitching's too good, and 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 they have a bunch of no name guys. They're just playing. It reminds me a little bit of like a of a 1993 Phillies kind of vibe. I know that I don't know if they were supposed to be that bad going into the season, but there's just a lot of no names, a lot of guys never heard of, and they're making this type of run that. Um, you know, and then no one really expected. So I, I mean, the Astros are talented, and and Dusty Baker's doing a really good job in Houston with them. But it's just I don't think it's I think it's too much to come back from. All right, Connor's gonna sell that the Astros force a game seven. So Connor, I know we do NBA. I know we do all four major sports, but obviously Lakers just won. They did um, the NBA championship. So we're gonna do a little college football, Connor. So yes, big, big matchup in the SEC Saturday night. Huge. Nick Saban has COVID, As so the does the AD. Yes. I believe this game is still going to play, be played. So based on the premise that the game is going to still be played, buy or sell that Georgia upsets Alabama. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that. Okay. I'm All gonna right. Buy it. I'm going to buy Georgia upsets them. I do I want to buy it. I don't know. because Reverse, who, too. Say, who did they struggle against, Georgia? I'm trying to think who they they struggled against a little bit in the so first half. So they struggled half a little Tennessee. bit against Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, and then they just came back and I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna buy it because uh, if Nick Saban was there, I'd say I'd say, I'm gonna say uh, Alabama wins, but he's not gonna be there, and I don't know how that whole it's not, if it was against if they're playing like Middle Tennessee State, I wouldn't be worried about Alabama without Nick Saban, but they're playing Georgia. Georgia's a really good football team, so. I'm gonna bang. I'm really gonna good defense through this. Really year. good. I mean, they always do. They always bring the best recruits. And those are the top upper uh, upper the upper 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 echelon. There we go. Yeah. That's a big word. Big there. SEC guys. Big SEC guys. Obviously, Bama's. Uh, you know, uh, Mac Jones is a pretty good quarterback. I like him. He's obviously not Tua, but he can still play. And you know, they got Harris. I've, I think in the backfield and 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 Weddle was is pretty good. You know, wide receiver's got a lot of speed. So. Um, they but, got Devontae Smith. He's nasty. Yeah, he's, they, they always got guys, man, on the outside. They got, they got speed, yeah. So, I, But I'm still going to go Georgia. I think Georgia's going to um, upset Bama. I guess upset, and it would be an upset. but It yeah, would be. Go, yeah. Three against two. And it's, Where's it at? Is it it's Bama? in Bama, yep. It's going to be tough. The whole, the whole Nick Saban vibes. If Nick Saban was there, I'd be it's a lock. Bam, but it's just hard. I was like, dang, I'm going to take Georgia. So. All right, Connor, and the final question I do have, which will kind of lead us into the interview um, that we are going to record tonight, and then again, we are dropping this on Saturday, excuse me, Saturday, recording yeah. this Thursday. Buy or sell that the Philadelphia Flyers make a blockbuster move this offseason? If you would have asked me at the draft, I would have said buy, but I'm going to sell because the Patrick line they talks have really – but that's the only blockbuster move I feel like, feel like they realistically got. They're not going to get a draw because they're going to try and win. Um, I, I don't know if anybody else was thrown out there. I, I, I don't know. But I, I think the line they talks are starting to simmer down. There's really not a lot of noise like that was being talked around around the draft. So if if Lane does get dealt, it's a good chance I think it's the Flyers. But if those deals do include guys like Myers, guys like Sanheim, I think that they're going to be hesitant to do it just because they've put so much investment into those Flyers pros or defensive prospects. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, listen, I have a lot of beefs with a lot of teams in in the city. I have no beef with how Chuck Fletcher and the Flyers are running the organization right now. If you would have asked me that a year and a half ago, I would have been like, yeah, you know, like the Flyers have been running this organization horribly, but they've really steered the ship. 
and are straightforward on, on a path where you can realistically see that this team's going to win the Metropolitan Division and make a deep run into the playoffs again once, once again next year. So with that, whether that's with Line A or without Line A, I think they're going to be there. It's just, you know, it's, it's a lot of prospects you have to give up. Even though, even though I think that you can get a, a star player pretty cheap in the NHL right now, I feel like a lot of people over 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 really great their uh, their star um, you know players. I think they can get them for a little bit cheaper, but there's still some you know uh, free agents left that they can go out and get. I, mean, I, I like Anthony Declare. Uh, he's a good player. You can go out and get him. Maybe I but, would like that. It would be but, a good addition for for some of those depth guys we lost. Yeah, but when you really look at the roster, they're already pretty filled out. Like. You know the first line. Like I'll, I'll we'll go over the lines tonight too, maybe with with Jason. But I was filling them out, and they look pretty. You know, they look good. And obviously, I sent an article earlier today about the prospects they have. Obviously, and they they have four of them ranked in the top fifty. That Cam York, uh, Zamula, who's that Russian defenseman that came out of nowhere. He's undrafted. Um, they got Bobby Brink. They got uh, who's the fourth guy? And they have Morgan Frost in there. Frost, so they have a, they have Frost a lot was of like guys. Top ten. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's uh you know they have a lot of guys, man. They really do. They can play. So I'm excited to uh you know for the Flyers this year whether or not they go out and get Lane, but that's gonna be a sell for me. I don't think they're gonna do it. Yeah. And I, last point, I know we're about to wrap up, but I totally agree. I think if the Flyers should just stick to the homegrown. Um, you know the homegrown farm, if you will. <laughs> well, but listen, if they if there's a deal like there was a deal rumored, it was like ghost. Um, it was ghost of first and ghost for a bag of hawks. I'm in. <laughs> I think it was ghost Walton first. If that deal was on the table for Patrick Line, I'd go out and get him. Oh uh, yeah, I, most I definitely. But I wouldn't obviously put it. I, Sanheim and Myers, they're too young, they're too promising. I wouldn't get rid of them. And, and you got to put the risk in that he might not even resign here. So. I think that was... Well, you don't want to know the JT's Real Muto situation. Yeah, and I think that was a big thing behind this getting done at the draft. I think they were maybe looking for a commitment on his end to sign before they trade it for him or or make... um, You know, I know there's something that they they can do where it's basically like they're signing that they're going to re-sign with the team, if that makes sense. Like, they're promising to the team before they give up those draft picks. Yeah. And and you kind of saw what happened in, in Arizona. I don't mean to get too off off topic here, but Taylor Hall went there, and I think they thought that he was going to be there for a long time, and, and that obviously did not pan out. Now he went to Buffalo for, for one, one year. year. So we don't know how long he's going to be there. Yeah, but what I'm, you know, the point of the story is... He's having is trouble finding, like... Arizona put up a lot for him, man. They put up, uh, I'm pretty sure, Nick Merkley, who was a big, sought-off prospect. He went to the Devils. Um, I know they gave up, uh, I believe, two, two first-round picks, so... They gave up a significant package for Taylor Hall, and, and he didn't resign there. So I totally agree with you. I think the Flyers have a really good prospect pool right now. And, and you know, to have five guys ranked in the top 100, one of the guys in, in Morgan Frost to be top 15, I believe. Um, you know, I don't think you really flirt with that line of, of you know, kind of tearing down the entire prospect pool for maybe a year or two of possible success. And I think... You know, TK not really coming up big last year in the playoffs is really going to fuel him to come out this year and, and really tear it up in the regular season. And I think next season he's going to have that year of playoff experience under his belt, and I think you're going to see a different TK. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself here, but he could be like a line A. He could be a game changer for this Philadelphia Flyers team where they're not going to have to go out and get a guy like that in, in line A and risk giving up prospects that he may not resign here. So I think this Flyers team is on a great path. We're going to continue talking about it more. 
um, with Jason. And, and again, since this is going to be dropped on Saturday after this interview on Thursday, definitely check this interview out. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Wherever, wherever you listen to podcasts. Check, definitely check out our YouTube pages. We're starting to put up some segments there as well as some uh, exclusive interviews. That's where this is going to be as well. So a lot of new stuff coming, Connor. I'm yeah. excited. Check us out. Obviously, Instagram at Connor underscore Mark Show. Um, and Twitter oh. at Connor and Mark's show. Also, you can listen to our podcast on WCHE, which is a station in the borough in Westchester. They're usually at 1520. Soon they're going to be switching from AM radio to FM radio. They're going to be 95.3 WCHE, which is exciting for them. Uh, and our podcast. So really, if you listen to our show, you can listen to that on Sunday. But other than that, I think we're, we're all good to go. You, really, you got anything else you want to throw out before we end the Apple episode? No? Birds 24-21. Right, you're crazy. I'll go Ravens 35-21, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Go Birds. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, guys. Did you enjoy the show? Well, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Connor underscore Mark underscore show to keep up with all of our content. You can listen to any of our episodes on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, or any other streaming host online.